what up, y'all? Welcome to the podcast, man. Spiritual shots. It's your host, man. Siege, you know. I'm not really a host, though. I'm just a nigga that's talking about astrology to y'all, you know. Anyway, here we go, man. Start the podcast. First episode of Spiritual Shots, man. This episode here going to be about rising signs. Had to get the weed going, you know. But look, rising signs, a lot of people don't know. Rising signs, basically, in astrology deals with the mask that you wear. You know, the rising sign is basically your first sign in astrology. It deals with your time of birth, when you was born. So if you want to find out your rising sign, you basically have to find your birth certificate. Ask your mom or somebody, like, what time was I born? Basically, you calculate that in the app. And you can find out your rising sign. And, you know, most people know their sun signs. So today on my episode, I want to talk about the rising sign and why it's important. Because it's really your first perception that you give off to people. It's your subconscious views. It's basically like it's you before you. It's your subconscious self, you know. And I think that ties into a lot of our personalities, a lot of areas in life, just personalities, who we attract, the way we act in certain impulse instances or how we think or how we filter out ourselves, you know? So I'm an Aries sun sign. Well, I'm an Aries rising, not an Aries sun sign. I'm an Aries rising. I really resonate with that in my life. I feel like I'm a, a fiery individual, you know? Yeah, I feel like I'm a fiery individual. And me being a fiery individual attract a lot of fiery situations. Uh, a lot of people think I'm like a leader. I go through a lot of things. And uh, yeah, just being a fire rising is pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. But sometimes it's not awesome. I feel like I, I think too much. Or I might be real competitive as an Aries rising sign. So um, just want to make this my first episode. Introduce what this is about in the podcast itself is just going to be about how I'm tying in astrology and basketball and how I can motivate myself and others over here this podcast to just learn more about astrology, learn more about sports, hopefully, about themselves in the in a nutshell, how all these things can relate to us as a whole, you know. Personally, a lot of people ask me questions and it's hard to talk to everybody about the same topic or it's hard to talk you know it's COVID season right now so everybody's like ripping and running a side business got this and that going on so sometimes it's hard to talk to everybody so I think making a podcast and getting people to listen to it and getting some people who want to participate in a podcast conversation with me you know get some um, conversations going I think this is a good media outlet you know going forward in life you know it's 2020 now you never know five years from now it might be like podcast classes, like you go to college and learn podcasts, like you never know. I'm a person that takes public speaking, so it's a lot of always new classes and new things being invented and created, and I think this is one of like the new mediums and outlets, and I love basketball. I've been studying astrology for like ongoing three years now. I think it's a good way to express myself and explain the spiritual things I've been going through because um, I've been spiritual all my life. I grew up Christian, but as I learned astrology, I feel like it's a good way to frame spirituality. Like, you know, sometimes spirituality is real abstract. And I feel like 
um, astrology is a good way to break it down to earth, you know. And that's what I'm here to do, try to make those correlations for people, you know. So I'm going to just hop into it, you know. I'm going to just hop into it. The rising signs, your rising signs is basically, in a nutshell, your rising sign is the mask that you wear, how you give off yourself to the world. For example, I'm a Leo sun sign with a Taurus moon, but I have an Aries rising, so I come off real aggressive sometimes, competitive, a leader. I do things quick. I move a lot. I tell people I got the jitters or the, the, I move a lot. Like, I got the, the fidgeties. I fidget a lot, you know? So that's like a a component of having an Aries rising, fire sign, rising sign. You just quick, 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 especially with the Aries rising. So that's one way to think about it. A lot of people know they sun sign astrology based on, like, newspaper horoscopes and things, but... I think it's good to learn all of the birth chart, and we're going to start off with the Aries rising, so, all right, let's go, Aries rising sign, all right, if you're an Aries rising sign, okay, my computer did some weird shit, my bad, but yo, if you're an Aries rising sign, basically to start off, I would say you're a person, like I said, me being an Aries rising sign, you're a person that does things really quick. You know, you quick to anger, you quick to run, quick to talk, quick to speak, quick to do things in the classroom. You probably quick to sign up for new jobs, like, you know, everything quick. And me being a basketball player, a lot of people be like, oh, man, you're so quick on the court or, you know, you're real aggressive, you know, you're real competitive. You might be overly competitive. I really think that has to deal with the Aries fire sign ascendant placement placement that I has. Like it really it really shows. It really resonates in my life. It's something I I really feel. And with having Aries in the first house, I have like a natural chart set up. So going all the way around the wheel and things like that. I just have everything in natural houses. So I have Taurus in like the second house, Gemini in the third house, just Everything's naturally set up. So, you know, with that being said, it's like I'm naturally gifted and working in hard areas with like a Taurus just naturally. I don't I don't do it in a weird way unless I might be filter I'll do Aries rising aggressively as a my ascendant sign, the mass I wear. You know, so basically with that saying, Aries, if you have an Aries rising based on your birth chart you might be real traditional in your values and views because you have certain things in the second house. Naturally, you have a Taurus there. You know, you're a natural communicator. You naturally have Gemini there. And going way around the world, you got Capricorn in the 10th house. I have Capricorn in the 10th house, so I'm driven towards my career and my goals. But the way I go about it, you know, is really aggressive, really fiery. And sometimes I do need to stop and think. A lot of people, Aries, Risings, uh, they do a lot because we just feel the need. That's cardinal fire. That's the beginning of the zodiac. So it's the the time to just kind of hop out and start something new. And um, you know, I'm talking real astrology right now. A lot of people might not know the astrology talk, so I'm not gonna go deep, deep, deep into it. But basically, when you have the Aries rising in the first house, ascendant, you're the type of person that's just pretty much a natural at a lot of things. You're a natural born leader subconsciously. The Aries sun sign, they want to be the leader, but most Aries ascendants, they just have the the natural thought process of a leader. So basically a lot of mind work here. It's a lot of mind work involved here. 
And I would say some of the people I looked up that are Aries Rising's people, especially with basketball players, because I think being an Aries Rising does give me and a lot of people who play sports, if you have Aries placements, it gives you the propensity to be real fierce. This sign is the sign of like the fierce warrior. So it gives you that it gives you the ability to fight. It gives you the ability to outlast and have that uh, that natural aggressiveness. And a person who has an Aries rising sign that I looked up is Shaq. And as we all know, Shaq <clears throat> won a couple championships with Kobe, you know, real real famous basketball player. And um yeah, I mean Shaq, he's real famous and um outside of the court. He started a lot of new things. That's what Aries people are about, you know, starting new adventures, new endeavors. You know, Shaq, he was like a police officer, I want to say. He was in movies. He was in, he rapped. He did a song with Biggie. Like, he did a real good song with Biggie. I don't know if people know that. Like, Shaq is actually like an award-winning rapper. Like, um, he's like a, um, I want to say he a Pisces sun sign somewhere along those lines, but he definitely has other softer placements, so people think he might come off not as an Aries as all, but, you know, for all my sports people, this is spiritual shots, so they're going to keep it basketball here. Shaq did have those fights with Kobe, and that's like an Aryan thing, not going back down. He, I mean, told Kobe about himself. He instigated a lot of shit with Kobe. I mean... Kobe would talk to him, but Shaq being that Aries rising, I mean, it's a fight. I'm I'm with it, you know. Uh, I mean, of course, shout out to Shaq. He went to LSU, brought some, um, I don't know if he won a championship there, but he did bring some real monumental attraction to LSU for college basketball. That's something that Aries can do, you know. I think he was one of the first basketball players to have his statue out in front. LSU, which is still there. He was picked first by the Magic in the 1992 NBA draft, so... You know, basically, what I'm getting at with Shaq is the the attitude of firstness, oneness, selfness, impulseness. That's what you're going to get for Aries rising. Um, you know, brash people, you know, Shaq come off as himself. You know, if Shaq do things, it's like Shaq. It's like his fucking, I feel like his logo is real prominent, which is his name. His name is a logo in some weird way. Like, it's real yeah. Aryan. You know, it's real Aryan, and, um, yeah, real Aryan, but, um, yeah, just everything with Shaq, you feel, is like, first, is him, you know, it's Big Shaq, uh, you know, but, um, yeah, another person I looked up that's an Aries rising that was surprising, I did some, uh, research there, uh, Benjamin Franklin, really, really, really interesting to see he was an Aries rising because... Uh, I was looking at sports figure, and sometimes I can't find all the sports figure that have Aries rising. But um, independent thinker, independent inquirer, independent person, Mr. Benjamin Franklin. Um, he started a lot of these things. He's like a founding father to a degree. So that's like a, a, a being in a space of being first. So not to go too deep on Aries. I think I'm talking about it a lot because I'm an Aries rising sign. I personally love it. But just know that... Um, <clears throat> If you have an Aries rising sign, you are meant to be successful and ambitious and single-minded in a way. You just want to make sure you don't step on people. 
it's easy to be popular with this. It's easy to be, of course, sports and competitions. You might be fighting for your goals at work or a job, but make sure wherever you're being a leader at, you don't want to be, you know, the opposite side of Aries as Libra. You want to make sure you're bringing in the right relationships, you're pulling in the right people. You know, you want to keep it balanced as with every zodiac sign, especially the rising signs. We all have a power, so I would say the superpower for Aries rising would be that of being a fierce, independent warrior, i.e. Benjamin Franklin and Shaq, and Shaq, as I went through, there's a lot of Aries energy there. So, going to the next ascendant sign, after we leave Aries, which is Cardinal Fire, you know, you go down to the cooling off of that fire, you know, you got a fixated sign, and we coming up to Taurus rising, which is an earth sign. And, you know, people with Taurus rising, as y'all don't know, they're real steady, responsible. It's just like you might know a Taurus son. You know, they might be real stubborn. They might love food, love to work, you know, laid back, relaxed. They care about the people they love because, you know, Taurus is ruled by Venus. So you see Taurus is chilling with things they love, people they love, environments they love, and have sentimental connection to. That's the Taurus energy. But if you want to remix that and do it with the rising sign, their subconscious mind is to the way that, you know, they 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 subconsciously hold on to what they believe in. Is my take on a Taurus rising. I feel like these people, they might see a lot of things in life, but it's their way or the highway. It's like an oak tree, you know, it's like. People that's stuck in their ways and they grew rooted in the ways and it's good for them. Like a Taurus rising or like an Aries rising, I feel like they wouldn't start as many projects, especially if they didn't love it or they didn't find like a, a monetary gain in there, you know. And um, as a Taurus rising, it's kind of just like the sun signs but with the rising. These people might come off as maybe like, oh, they real ground. This is somebody I can tell an investment plan to or this is somebody who you know I don't know for some reason are you a good cook like they just give off the energy like they can throw down some soul food in the kitchen or something like for some reason you look at a Taurus rise and you'd be like damn what's up with that like something about them is stoic and it feels like old school kind of and you know second house dealing with the tradition the values Things that's familiar, hard work ethic, work ethic, not just work like the sixth house, like work is the service, but work ethic, like the ideal, the love of work, that something that makes work so much work that it's not mutable, it's stable, it's fixated into the ethics of it, which is ethics, ethic code. So Taurus probably came up with an ethic code, you know, and um. Taurus Risings, yeah, man, the person I got, you know, and also basketball purposes, you know, Taurus Rising people would probably be really good at putting in that work on the court. On like Aries Rising people, they might be doing so much shit. Sometimes the basketball game might suffer, and I myself as an Aries Rising can attest to that because sometimes I move around a lot and I'm like, fuck, I gotta like chill out. I gotta like do some shit for basketball, for school. You know, I gotta get more grounded, aka more Earth energy. So, um, Taurus Rising, I definitely see these people putting in that sturdy, hard work, especially if they love the game of basketball. They can see, like, how working on a layup package over a period of time or a left-hand layup over a period of time would be beneficial to a game, and they could use it in a stable, practical way to pull out a left-hand layup 
let's say, you know, in the fourth quarter, 10 seconds on the clock left, driving to the hole, you got somebody coming on your right-hand side, you got to do a reverse left-hand layup, boom, Torres rising to be like, man, I practiced that shit. Like, I was right there ready for it, you know? And the basketball player who I pulled, who you guys could really look to for being um, or Torres rising, it took me a while to find it. <clears throat> but this person I found is really, really interesting. And it's no other than Mr. Wilt Chamberlain himself as a Taurus rising. And I was like, wow, you know, it's kind of weird that Wilt Chamberlain was a Taurus rising. And then I was kind of looking at his profile, looking at his achievements and stuff. I'm like, yeah, you know, it kind of makes sense. I mean, he does give off. He was like wise beyond his years, which is what I'm getting for the Taurus rising energy is like a person who comes off like they're very mature, very here to be about the business of things, the the financial stability. Like it's like you know Will Chamberlain played ball because you know he was good at it, but it's like he played it in a serious enough way which made him great at it. And I think that's the effect of the Taurus rising. He was a he was a Leo son, so Will Chamberlain did want the spotlight to a degree. He did want to be loved and socially, but his mind was already filtered through the filtration of Taurus and hard work and probably a true love for the game of basketball. As we know, you know, Will Chamberlain scored 100 points in the NBA game. It's never been done before, so... I'm like, damn, does that only come from somebody who has a Taurus placement? Because you understand the the importance of hard work. So, I don't know. It's kind of interesting that Will Chamberlain was a Taurus rising. And as we all know, it's personal life. Will Chamberlain, you know, more or less had a lot of women in his life and... He was also, I want to say he was, a, he was an actor. Yeah, he did a lot of acting. And see, that's more of that Leo's son coming out for Will Chamberlain, you know, him being an actor. But I feel like him being a Taurus Rising, after his NBA career, he just felt comfortable enough, man. I feel like he just went into acting, screenplay, and other things. Like, and him being a Taurus, he was really talking to. I feel like he talked about... A lot of things. I remember seeing a lot of um, interviews with him. Like he was a pretty sociable guy, and I feel like the Taurus rising mixed with the Leo son. I want to throw his Leo son in there because a little bit more of a active Taurus rising. But you know, he stayed in his realm. I feel like he didn't do a lot of things that we didn't think he would do. Like I feel like a Taurus rising may be more predictable as are a lot of fixed signs as the other signs. So I think it worked well for him being a Taurus rising. And that's definitely somebody you could look at as hard working and, you know, somebody being the Venus energy of Taurus, loving what he do, loving basketball, you know, loving the other players that came after him, you know, just all type of things. I think Will Chamberlain does a good job of embodiment. And he was a big bull. Like he was literally six one, two hundred what, 80-some pounds, 250-some pounds. Like, Will Chamberlain was a good dude, big dude. So, Will Chamberlain definitely embodies the Taurus rising. And, all right, let's go to the next sign. The next sign we want to be, oh, I always want to say Taurus rising. They do hold on to those values 
values. I also saw an interview of Wilt Chamberlain talking about, I think, Michael Jordan and the people of today. He was kind of hating. He was like, fuck that Michael Jordan shit. Like, nigga, I still scored 100. <laughs> you know, like I said, it's Taurus rising, holding on to their shit to the end of time. All right. For the next rising sign... A little bit of this weed, fuck. The weed keep me straight. I got a lot of fire in my chart. Gotta take some smoke breaks. All my athletes, if y'all smoke, man, make sure y'all stay balanced with that shit. Add water. Alright. But for the next sign, we're gonna go to Gemini. We're gonna switch it up a little bit. Mutable. You know, it's mutable. Add a little bit of music in this thing, you know. We're going to pick it up on Gemini Risings. I fucks with Gemini Risings, you know. All right. So, Gemini Rising people. These people here, well, first of all, I want to say Gemini Rising people are very, very, very intellectual. Like, the mind is already coming to be mercurial. People who know astrology, Gemini is ran by Mercury. So with Mercury being in the ascendant, you know, it makes you smart, makes you curious, makes you sociable, makes you really care about your friends, like friends in your community. Like, you know, and the same thing with the Gemini sun signs, but with the rising sign, you come off like you about to say something to somebody or you come off like you care about your community or you know you just come off like lighthearted. like as far as an Aries ascending like me sometimes I come off to people like I want to fight I'm mad or I'm ready for war as Taurus rising they may come off like they chilling or they about their business you get to these mutable signs all immutable signs you know you get a little bit of mixed energy people don't know how to feel one way or this way you're throwing them off a little bit it's a duality sign so Gemini's as you know they always say the twins. So with this being in the mind, with this being in the subconscious and the ascendant, I feel like these people can also, even though they're smart, they can have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of motherfucking thoughts, like way too many. Or they could have like a lot of a lot of ideas that they could have a lot of ideas, I feel that. Might be great ideas, but really don't come into fruition because it's another idea after that. It's another sword right after that. But these people are very cool, fun. I feel like these people love social media. These people love to be out and about. They love public. I mean, Gemini Rising. I have a friend that's a Gemini Rising. He got like a lot of friends. And I'd be like, bro, how you beat this person and this person? And I don't think he know he a Gemini Rising, but I did his birth chart. And I was like, yeah, bro. You always got something to say about something. So, you know, these people also, uh, they got Capricorn in the eighth house. So they got cancer in the second house. So these people might be a little emotional when they work or they might try to bring, you know, they might always try to bring their family around their home life. I mean, they might try to bring their family around their work life. Like these people connect work and home one in one. So it kind of works for a Gemini rising. 
if they did talk so much with cancer being in the second house, it's almost like, okay, I'm bringing work home or home to work, vice versa. Like they don't see no difference with cancer in the second house because cancer normally is in the fourth house to keep it where it needs to be. But if cancer is in the second house, it's like you working on it, you valued it, you work hard on the family. And um, it's a lot of ways to look at Gemini Rise. I think it's one of the the real different ones. I don't know if I was to pick a rising besides mine. I would maybe say fucking Gemini rising only because it's so different. It gives you the natural gifts of Gemini without being a sun sign or emotional or a moon Gemini. Like you need it or you want it. You know, and these people are real good at multitasking. Like I say, you just intellectual geniuses, maybe it could be writers, teachers, you know, um, always oh, you could probably talk about metaphysical shit here too but um even though if you was a gemini rising person this would probably make you real adept on the court real good in basketball able to handle different schemes and roles and what's going on and things like that and i'm just saying all this because um a gemini rising person won the nba championship this year a gemini rising person is quote unquote the best player in the league right now. A Gemini rising person is basically, for lack of better words, the GOAT in the NBA right now. And I'm talking about no other than LeBron James. It's a fucking Gemini rising. And when I learned that, I was like, wow. It it just makes sense. Like what we hear about LeBron that separates him from all the other people. LeBron's cares about his teammate. LeBron makes other people better. LeBron does this. LeBron does that. And I'm like, man, it's a fucking like Capricorn, y'all. Like, how is LeBron so open? How is LeBron so talkative, commutative with the press, with the media? You know, we all watch sports here. This is spiritual shot. So we all watch sports here. We all adapt. And that's why I'm here to tie in some things. But LeBron is a Gemini ascendant using his superpower to talk to people different ways. He can connect with this person, this person, black, white, young, old. You, If you follow basketball the way I do, I've been following LeBron since 2003, his rookie year. Not like I'm his number one fan, but, you know, Gemini Rising, that's a talent, man. That's intellectual. This guy plays ball on a different level. I'm an Aries Rising. I'll let you guys know to the fact I'm playing ball. I'm hooping, like... Because me and Shaq think the same way. Give me the ball, barbecue chicken. <laughs> but you know, LeBron get that ball. He putting together puzzles. He's seeing this pick, this pass. He's an assister. What you hear people say about LeBron? Number one thing, he good at assisting and reading the course. So, you know, I digress on Gemini Rising. I just want to put emphasis on that placement so you guys can really see that this astrology shit is real. This rising shit is real. Like, you know, he comes off like, if you met LeBron James in person, you'd be like, man, LeBron, blah, 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 blah. You don't even know why you talking. That's the Gemini. Just got you open like that, you know? So, all right. Now we went through Cardinal, which was Aries, the first sign. We went through Fixed, which was Taurus, the second rising sign. We went through Gemini, which is Immutable which was the third rising sign. And now we about to go back to, you know, it's only three. So we got to go back 
to cardinal, which is the beginning. So you got to start things back up again, right? So now you go to the Cancer rising sign. This is also the first water, but the second cardinal. So Cancer rising. I like Cancer rising people, man. They're pretty cool. Pretty cool. First thing I know is about Cancer rising people, though. They really come off hard, but once you get to know them, they soft, familiar people. Like you feel like you've known them for a long time. Cancer, Cancer risings are very. They experience life, man. They experience life. I feel like they experience life. They have experiences. Something about the Cancer rising, I guess, because it's also you know the moon is naturally in Cancer, so you naturally have a lot of moon type energy, like ups and downs, ebbs and flows in the Cancer. And unlike the Cancer Sun sign who want to be this way, or the Cancer Moon signs who need to be this way, the Cancer Rising, this is who you are. These people are very caring, sweet. Uh, they love to meet new people, but they're shy. And they might come off moody, but that's because they deep. And it's like the moon, like they deep, they moody. They can go real deep on you, shadow, cut it off. Like, it's Cancer. So I really don't understand Cancer Rising it might be seem like it's immutable, like how I understand Gemini, but it's not. Because Gemini is not going to really be in a way of trying to start something. It's just kind of just going with the flow and making things happen and using the mercurial mind. Here at Cancer with the emotions, it's using the emotion to kind of start off something new, spark something new, like all the cardinal signs. So it's like using the moon to try to start off a new emotion that will probably align with the person's life. And with the moon being here, you know, this is basically going to probably be also somebody who likes relationships. Unlike a lot of other um, ascendant signs and it's water ascendant. So it's an, an, an intuition about a relationship, you know, um, you know, it may be kind of practical because the moon looks like a rock, but it's not. But. You know, I would say these people have to try to be practical in their manners, and they do have to start start some new things up, you know? Um, big, big on the moodiness. Uh, a lot of cancer risers, I know they cool, but sometimes it's this, sometimes it's that, and it's not their fault. It's just understanding people. I got, I'm, a, I'm like a cancer slash Leo. I'm a two degrees Leo, so even though I'm a Leo, sometimes I might come off a little cancer moody based on the moon sign of the day, you know? And um, these are very complex people, man. I feel like cancer, cancer rises. They care about family, of course. Go back to that. I forgot to say that. Cancer rises care about family um, deeply, I feel. Um, probably more than the cancer sons because cancer rising is like you're not even saying I want to. It's like it's me to be this way. It's not even like when you think about rising signs, I feel like it's nothing that you can control because it's your birth time. We don't really control, I guess, when the completion of us being made. So the rising sign really was when you just, boom, I touched down the cause. Hell, I'm here. And if you have a cancer rising, it's like you just naturally a nurturer. You naturally take care of people who want to be taken care of. Like, you know. And I would say for some new, the cardinal signs might be socially in that period. They might just do it just because I need to start this. I need to start something new, you know? Especially with Cancer Risings, Aries Risings, and Cap Risings. It's just, I gotta do this to do this, so... 
to dive deeper into it to let you guys get a better picture of Cancer Horizons. And it's ironic, this person comes right after fucking LeBron James, no other than the GOAT of the NBA for the longest he's been alive. Fuck the introduction, Michael Jordan. Michael fucking Jeffrey Jordan is a Cancer Rising, people. If LeBron's a fucking Gemini rising, you best believe Michael Jordan is a cancer rising. Like, we all watch The Last Dance. Do we not see this man with his daddy all the time? Did we not see this man really, really, really start new waves? Like, literally, new waves. New fucking waves. He put the shoe on, boom, new waves. He took a commercial, boom, new waves. You know, he joined the bull, new waves, cancer rising, you're new waves, but it's new waves in such a way that your emotions, if they're good, the whole world might be moving good for a cancer rising. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's how powerful water signs are. People like to say cancers are weak and shit. Nah, fuck that. I'd have seen it in the flesh. If you able to have power and intuition, it could start a cardinal wave, man, move out the way. Like looking at Jordan, man. I mean, we watched the last dance. He was like, he tapped into his emotions. Emotions can be good. I tell the people, you just have to learn astrology and words the right way. Emotions is not always bad and negative. Jordan used to make a muse for himself every game. He said, this person said something about me. Or this person did something. Blah, blah, blah. Just to subconsciously see he don't I don't know if he knows his charter stuff, but subconsciously he needed some type of water to drink before the game. We watched Space Jam. Let's get a download. We watched Space Jam. Didn't he have some type of water he gave Daffy Duck and them called secret stuff? You know, Michael Jordan drunk some fucking secret stuff every game as a cancer rising just to just to ride that wave and to keep going forward. Like, you know. And another thing about him, you know, just to keep it on a real level, cancers might try to run away from their problems. And Michael Jordan, we can see this in the Last Dance documentary. He got a point when he was on top of his game with his father. Like I said, cancer risings care about their family to the T. With his father always at his side, they went to Atlantic City and tried to escape their problems. You know, smoking, drinking, gambling at the casino. And Jordan had no problem with it. He's like, I got to escape. I got to escape, a.k.a. water signs, a.k.a. it gets too heavy to hold. And if you don't have no water in your joint, you're not going to understand what's heavy to hold if you're not in the position of holding, if you're in a position of pushing out. So that's something to think about, y'all. Like, Jordan was Jordan, and he was an Aquarius son. So he had no problem with wanting to connect with you guys. But as a cancer ascendant, man, Jordan was done with this shit. He was like, I gotta go home. I gotta chill. I'd have done enough social status. I'm a cancer. I'd have created enough waves. You know, this game took my father from from me. You know, he gonna, he gonna, you gonna see cancer rising probably relaxing the sunset, you know. So that's why I'm not surprised Jordan not really on front street behind what, what he doing now. And um, that's what I say about cancer rises. Security is what's best as a water. You know, also make you feel good. Like you want to make sure you got your your water in a good cup or refrigerator at night. Like you know, cause um, waters do attract and fires push off. You know, earth attract, airs push off. 
that's my interpretation. You know, if I'm right or wrong, somebody correct me, but that's how I feel. So, especially with Taurus and Cancers and all the rising signs of the earth and water, I always say, you know, make sure you watch how you feel around any area. If you feel something, you probably fucking right about it. So, I went kind of in on Cancer Risings. You know, I would say don't be an escapist if you're a Cancer Rising. Something like Jordan almost tended to do, escaping into, like, you know, gambling and stuff. Nobody perfect, but you don't want to dive into the world like that because um, another part in that um, Last Dance documentary, I think Jordan got into, like, a big-ass debt with this... um, They call him a gangster or something on the documentary. But anyways, you know, sometimes you go overboard and indulge it and shit. All right, that's enough cancer rising. Let's go to Leo rising, Leo rising. Okay, and this is also a fixed fire sign. Like I say, after you go cardinal, you got to go fixed. So another fixed fire, this is, you know, stubborn people, consistent people. We're talking about Leo rising. And uh, this is a real good rising sign. I actually meet a lot of Leo risings because I'm a Leo sun sign. I just realized that not too long ago. But these people, very magnet, number one thing. Uh, Even though it's a pushing off sign, the Leo in the ascendant, you just automatically got the sun on you. Not even that you want to be seen as a sunny person. Or you need to be sunny to have a good day. You just automatically got it. Like it's like the sun is in your eyes. So um, yeah, man, these people got charisma, like the Leo signs. I mean, they cool, chill. Might be hardworking. They attract a lot. They magnetism, like I say, it's the sun. They positive. You having a bad day? Go tell Leo rising. But um, might be just natural bosses. I'm an Aries rising, so. You got that fire in the ascending. You might be a natural boss. And, um, yeah, man, Leo Ascendant is a good placement. But um, I would say you got to watch for being overprideful. Like all Leos, if you have anything Leo, being overprideful, overdramatic, just for no reason. Like, it's just subconscious. Like, so you might just wake out of bed as a Leo rising. Like, I'm the shit. But in reality, in my view, we all have to put in work to quote-unquote be the shit. We all have to kind of balance it and make it make sense like fire is an abstract sign like water so when fire and water signs have these thoughts and bright ideas you got to make sure you bringing it back down a little bit because an idea without work faith without works is dead as we all know you know so um continuing with the leo ascendants yeah they care about their appearance i mean it's the ascendant is in your first house so these people are going to be naturally probably playful, have big smiles, I realize, warm. Yeah, they really have big smiles, real good smiles. I have, I'm a Leo sun sign, so the Leo smile is there, that lion smile. You know, um, Leo rising, I would just say it's really easy to um fucking talk about because, you know, you're really blessed when you got Leo rising. It's like you just naturally are the sun, a.k.a. you know, Christians, the son of God. I mean... You just got to watch for anger. You just can't think everything your way. But give people a chance, too. As I say with all fixed signs, give people a chance. Like, don't think it's just your way or the highway. Give people a chance. If Leo's don't like to see the dark side of things, you know, Leo ascendants might not even know there is a dark side because they're just naturally Leo's. So I would say don't be naive to 
what you may perceive as dark can be good for a, a fire sign like a Leo. Uh, creative, all that good shit. And uh, it was hard for me to find a basketball player with Leo rising, so I didn't do that. But I just found somebody I thought was interesting that's famous. And a person I found that might blow some people's mind is Miss Lisa Lopez, a.k.a. Left Eye. Yup. That is right. Miss Lisa Lopez. Left Eye is a Leo rising. And I feel like if you think about her, right? You look at Lisa Lopez, you look at Left Eye, of course you see, like I say, these people attractive, magnetic. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know her sun sign, but creative. Uh, I mean, she felt like to be like a regal type of woman. Like, I don't know too much about um, this left eye, but even that name. I mean, the name left eye just even sounds like, is there the sun in your eye? Like I say, naturally, in an ascendant, you got Leo there, and Leo rising is the mask she wore. Remember, your rising sign is the mask that you wear in public. So when she went out, you just see her shine. You know, I think she got famous like that. She just got famous singing in, like, gospel groups and shit and churches and stuff. And um, I don't know how she got um, famous. I think she went to a casting call and just got seen. They probably seen the, you know, seen the light in her eyes, the Leo. And, um, yeah, so, um, and basically as a Leo rising, as we can see, she, like I said, I think she actually had some anger problems. Or she went through a lot of stuff. She attracted probably Leos as a Leo rising. That's what you attract too. You attract that sun a lot in your life. So as a Leo rising, I thought she probably attracted a lot of hotheads. Like, you know, and she said she came from a troubled back background and things like that. But um, yeah, and as we all know, Lisa left eye, a fucking Leo, which is a fire sign. She burned down a nigga house. So I'm just going to leave it at that. She burned down a nigga house. Fire sign woman might go crazy on you, especially if it's in the ascendant and the unconscious. She just unconsciously went Leo on this nigga and showed him not to play with fire. So, you know. And also, she was real spiritual. I want to say that the Leo ascendants have a tendency to be spiritual, but they don't know it. Like a lot of other signs, because the sun is there sub- subconsciously illuminating a lot of good shit to say in their life. So they might not be as quick to catch spirituality. But as we know, Lisa Left Eye, you know, um, she had a lot of things going around during her like time, you know. And Lisa, like, she always talked about, she had a documentary that came on, on TV. She always talked about spirits was following her. You know, and um, she always felt connected to like um, different spirits and things. She had a lot of intents and stuff. Like she put a lot of intentions on um, zodiac and spirits and things. And that's what I'm saying. You fire. That's an abstract sign, like water and fire. So you already thinking abstractly, but fire and water signs have to make it make sense. 
So, um, as we all know, man, Lisa Lefaye, you know, I think she got, what, in a car accident or whatever. And, um, yeah, she got into a car accident. It's pretty sad. She died. But I don't want to be sad in this podcast. But uh, just to say that, um, Leo's, Leo, Leo ascendants have a life here. They could be very lucky, as you can see, get famous. I feel like Leo rising, not the sun sign or moon, just because they naturally are Leos without trying. Leo fucking ascendants have the propensity to get fucking famous and seen in the mall and be like, I want you, but then have a fucking life that fucking literally glow up in flames. I'm a Leo sun sign, and I'd be like, what the fuck? Now, if I was a Leo rising, I would be like, what in the motherfucker? <laughs> but, um, yeah, R.I.P. Lisa Lopez, man. She represents that that Leo ascended energy that's very attractive, very out there, you know, to say the least. It's, it's, she, was a, she was a female boss, to say the least. So, all right. As you all know, we done with Leo rising, fixed sign. So it's time to go to Virgo rising. Right, Virgo rising, Virgo rising. These people here, you know, it's another Earth rising sign. It's been a minute since we talked about Earth rising since Taurus. But, um, with the Virgo rising, I would feel like these people are really into like their bodies. They really, you know, Virgo details and it's on the ascendant. So they come off as people that might be real, like, health conscientious. Or they might be like real neutral. Like, you know, also it's like in the sixth house. So even the fact that it's right on the sixth house, it's Virgo, it's an earth sign, it's mutable. It's so much about Virgos that's common. This person might even just give you a common effect. They might give you an earthy effect. You might just open up to them about a bevy of topics. Only just because it's like they come off like they don't feel no type of way. They don't feel sad about it. They don't feel up about it. They don't feel down. You like this motherfucker, the mutable earth. I can like, you know, tell them something. And then <clears throat> the thing about them being mutable earth, they have Taurus naturally in the ninth house. So they got fixed values about traveling. They like their their wisdom is fixed in a way. It's kind of weird to explain, but with Taurus in the ninth house is like they value wisdom. These Virgo rising people, they value it in a way that they could bring it practicality. Like I said, you got to bring some of the fire and water to earth and air to make sense. So if you got Taurus in the ninth house, you're already making sense of an abstract house with Taurus there, which is very good for Virgo ascendants. And um, I think that's the reason why, because I, I think I met one Virgo ascendant in my life and, you know, um... They came off as real just chill, like somebody who might want to live in the woods one day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It'd be real talk. Because like I say, these people, like they picky eaters. They do yoga. They do a lot of different things. But, you know, it comes with like the Virgo sun sign and the moon sign, that worry and that Mercury, because Mercury is in the earth. So it's many thoughts, many practicalities, many fine details and little items in the earth realm that could be manipulated to better shape the human body which is good but it's too much sometimes with Virgo if they don't understand if they're not aware you know and um 
it's mutable, so these people can adapt, just like Gemini. But it's not Gemini when it's the air and it's the social light and it's out and about. This is like Virgos can adapt, you know, at work nine times out of ten, maybe relationships and shit. But it has to be something on the earth plane as far as the mental plane. Something that, you know, the Virgos can make sense of and organize in their lives. If Virgos like clean spaces, they like their life to be ran in a certain order, too. So, uh, with that being said, Virgo rising for sports. I know the last person I did was Lisa Lopez, but for sports and spiritual shots and to find out why some of these athletes act the way they act and things like that, we need to find out what's up, what's up. So, a Virgo rising is Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams used to play for my team, the Saints. Fucking Ricky Williams. Fucking Ricky fucking Williams used to play for the Miami Dolphins and he broke all those fucking rushing yards. And we all know about Ricky Williams, man. He got kicked out the league for weed and shit. And I feel like that's some Virgo shit. He probably felt like he wanted to do it for his body. He probably felt like, you know, this is how I feel. I'm not hurting anybody because, you know, he is a mutable sign. Mutable, um, ascendant sign. I don't know his son's sign, but... You know, Ricky Williams, and he definitely came off as somebody who was like a homeless person who played in the NFL. Like, he didn't care. He felt like he was just naturally there, but he worked hard. Like, he was like the leading rusher in the league. So, it's like, it's like, how do you be so good, but have, I guess, so many problems in the league, because I was a kid when all that shit was happening to Ricky Williams, it was like he was getting depressed, and I guess going through things, and that's why I said Virgos can worry too much, and, you know, it plays out like that, even if you're an NFL player, NBA player, it serves you to know yourself, but, um, yeah, so he started a medical cannabis business, which is on the axis of, like, a Virgo thing, some health thing, you know. And, uh, like I said, he got kicked out the the league for smoking weed, and he was just neutral about it. I didn't even see him really get too upset. He just took it like a man. And um, also, Ricky Williams was being, uh, he got admitted with social anxiety disorder and borderline personality disorder and avoidance disorder, you know. And, um, okay, I'm just finding out he was basically, they're trying to say Ricky Williams was a crazy person, because I remember this as a kid, and Ricky Williams said he was on Paxil, but he got off Paxil and started smoking weed, because it was better. Ain't that some Virgo shit to do? They get kicked out the NFL because of personal health reasons. Get diagnosed that you crazy, but they don't know you a Virgo. They don't know that you got mutable shit, so they just want to say you too mutable, a.k.a. social anxiety, borderline personality disorder, for you to come back and say, nah, I don't need packs, so I need weed. Man, that's spiritual to me. Fuck that. <laughs> gotta understand, this shit is life, y'all. I'm trying to connect the dots for y'all, man. Come on. Trying to connect the dots, man. Then look at this. It says, Ricky Williams used to be a Christian, 
but his yoga studies opened his mind to other religions and his exact, and his exact views on religions are difficult. I just told you guys about the Virgos. They work out, man. They're going to do things with their body. It's Mercury in the Earth house, so it's a lot of different ways on how to be better and shit. This nigga did yoga and said religion is fake. I'm going to just get off the Virgo Ascendants, because if you're a Virgo Ascendant, I'm going to just say, before I even go any further, make sure you're doing what you need to tweak your life. Nine times out of ten, y'all Virgo Risings, y'all know the deal. Y'all know the deal. So, shout out to Ricky Williams, man. One of my favorite running backs. He's smoking. I'm hit the hit joint for him one time. All right. Right, the next sign, man. We're going back to the Cardinals. Like I said, we go one, two, three. We always ended on a mutable, and we starting on a rock. We start on the Cardinal sign. So now we on Libra rising, and this is this is a cool ascendant, one of the best ascendants. I feel if I had to pick one too, I would pick Libra rising only because it makes these person naturally chill, naturally diplomatic, naturally. It's almost like LeBron. But it's not mutable like LeBron. It's an air sign. So this would, this would be a trine. Like I said, LeBron as a Gemini rising had that ease of communicability and ingenuous, ingenuous, you know. Well, Libra risings, they have the ability to be smooth and to have a relationship with anybody or any business or any company or even a fucking dog. Who knows? Like... These are smooth customers. They don't even like to fight. They know how to smooth it out. If you're about to be fighting and leave a rising can, you're like, yeah, we tripping. You know? And, um, you know, like Cardinal Sign, I have to start the new shit. So they probably like, well, start a new way for you and that person to be peaceful. They wouldn't just solve the problem. They'll be like, and this is how you guys will continue. This is how say such and say such because they're so smooth and polite I mean they want to balance it too so you can feel smooth and you know polite you can feel like them and um you know Libra Risings like also be offish because I miss a cardinal sign and y'all doing their own thing but you know I feel like I feel like Libra Risings they just have to be in need for you to really feel it because you're not, then they're already a cardinal sign. So might be creating the next wave for them to follow because it's not like other signs that's going to stay and merge or be hearted. These, these people with Libron ascendant, these people, they on the go, but they on the go in such a smooth way. It's just it's smooth. So, um, yeah, as you can see, Libra is ruled by Venus also. So they, they will love what they do, whatever job it is, whatever they choose to endeavor. They have to bring that love into it with the Libra Ascendant. It's real, real, real cool sign, you know. And uh, with relationships, man, they might be big with their, their family, you know, relationships, family relationships. So they might have a power marriage or a power couple. 
and they're all dependent on the other placements in the chart. But um, yeah, and um, the basketball player. This is pretty funny. This is pretty funny. This is how I know this shit is real. I don't care what nobody say. Whoever listens to this, if you get this far. And you're still interested in the rising signs. I'm going to tell you one thing. This is no fucking joke. You made it because this name I'm saying is about to blow you away. Blow you away. Because he's a Libra rising. And this basketball player who's a Libra rising is no other than fucking Bill Bradley. Pause. Bill Bradley. And y'all don't know. I want to say he played with the Knicks. A long time ago, in the 66-78 season, you know, he, he played for the Knicks and, like, he won two NBA titles in the 70s. So, Bill Bradley is a 70s basketball player, and he's now a uh, turned politician, which was very, very, very weird to me. I was like, wow, when I watched a documentary about the 1970 Knicks, I didn't think nothing about astrology, but now that I go back and learn it, I'm like, damn, Bill Bradley is a Libra assistant, but now he's like a senator, former U.S. senator, or he's probably the current senator for New Jersey. But either way, he's, like I said, he's a Libra rising. He's doing his diplomatic things. He's probably helping solve people out issues all day long on a global scale, so... Not much I can say here. I mean, I'm pretty sure on the basketball court he was doing this behind the scenes and kept his team together to win a championship. So who knows what Bill Bradley's powers are, but I know he has the powers of speaking the truth, speaking justice as a Libra rising. This is him. You can't get no off key than this. I mean, it's not really much you can keep saying about Libra rising. It's just like, they're cardinal, so these people feel like they can't help you or you definitely can't give them advice. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a little offish. Like they talk about Bill Bradley not associating with his friends so much, but he's in government doing justice. So you know you got to give and take. And as we all know, the opposite side of Libra is Aries. So hey, sometimes. Bill Bradley just went a little selfish as office, but it doesn't seem like he should with the Libra rising. People are looking at him like he's super cool and balanced. But, yep, Bill Bradley went from basketball to the government, and I feel like that's a very ironic placement for somebody that's a Libra rising. It's like, did he know that? <laughs> but it's a pretty good sentence. So let me move on from Bill Bradley. We like this blunt again, y'all. We're getting through it. We're getting to spooky season. We're getting through it, y'all. Getting through it, y'all. Take me a little small break for a second before we get into Scorpio Rising. So right now, it's a good time to talk about the fall season. It's like around this time, you know, just like as I'm doing this podcast, you'll be like, man, this nigga talking a lot. (laughs) Think about Earth, man. 
all the motherfucking people I just named, right? <laughs> we on the seventh sign, y'all. You know, fall season starts in Libra. Think about that, man. You know, gotta take a damn damn halftime break just to get to the rest of the signs, man. Take a water break, all type of breaks, you know. Then as we even know, all the Bible people, God made the world. Alright, so let's get back started with the first episode of Spiritual Shots. This is the side, this is the episode of Rise Up and Take Your Shot. So we just want to continue, as you were listening earlier, I went through the signs all the way to Libra. And now let's get into Scorpio Rising. Decided to cancel the music out, so let's just go forward. Scorpio rising, you know, here we get to Scorpio rising. We want to talk about the fall season and what's going on now. And, um, you know, the fall season is the sun leaves us. You know, we get far away from that motivation, that vitality. You know, the Libra deals with that judgment, that perfect judgment of all the six signs before it. So you get to Scorpio, it's the first water, the second water after cancer, so we're starting to go deep on what we built on in our house, and we start to learn how to merge with these things, so you start to get why Scorpio is always seen as that spooky season, because it's the first entry into the dark, and you know, these people are intense, it's almost like if you haven't been around Scorpio basketball players, such as like Westbrook, he's a Scorpio sun sign, you know, these people just, is like, Going into a sphere of intensity when it's focused and single-minded because Scorpio is a fixed sign. So for the Scorpio Rises, I want to say these people are very intense. They have a magnetic energy, you know. They um they really have to deal with their auras different than most people because with them being that Scorpio Rising, it comes off, you know. They might be seen as like a villain or something based on the energy. And I would always say you can find a Scorpio rising based on their eyes. You know, you kind of look at them, they look real fixed or like they real, like it's a water rising too. So these people deal with intuitions and they might can pick up what's going on in the environment. They might feel a bad day coming three days ahead of time. So they might have them fixated on a feeling or an emotion on a cup action way ahead of time. And for basketball, that could be good too because these could be the type of people that may, for example, you know, feel feel the momentum of the court. They might be able to feel when things are happening as opposed to like other signs, maybe quicker to action but can't feel. So I want to say um, these people have Leo in the 10th house, so they're going to be very, very, very fun-loving when it comes to their work and career, passionate, take pride in what they believe in, take pride in what they work for, you know. So they got that intense right there in that house going for them. Um, they have Aries in the sixth house, so what they work for, their day-to-day routine is real personal for them. You know, they're real fixed on how they do things, you know. They might be able to start a new routine, but it has to be something that they agree with, something that's aligned with them, you know. And um, so just to say with this placement here, the person that I did find that had a Scorpio rising out of the athletes, because, you know, here on Spiritual Shots, you know, you're going to look at the um, the rising signs who have these placements as far as basketball players. I like to keep it basketball here. So the basketball player I found that had a Scorpio rising was somebody is Jerry West. No other than the logo himself, Mr. Jerry West is a Scorpio rising. The first thing I get 
I'm thinking about Jerry West is the obsession to the game of basketball, his intensity with his eyes. He was like the logo for a reason, you know? It was like people probably thought about Jerry West and was like, wow, this guy just somehow has this magnetic connection to the game of basketball. I don't know if they call him Mr. Basketball, but yeah, you know? And it's like Jerry West, when I think about him, in my mind when I think about him, it's like he was such a stoic, quiet figure, but yet intensely would sting you, intensely sharp, intensely there, you know, like there's no denying his true presence. So with that, you can see how Scorpio Risings are like that. And they have Gemini in the eighth house, and they might talk to themselves about a cult, or they might actually have a lot of different mutable ways to feel about dark energies and occult things, and they might be able to manifest it and bring it into fruition here, you know? And, yeah, I just like the Scorpio Rising, especially with Jerry West. You can see these people are dedicated, intensely focused people. And with the water signs, especially for basketball, I feel like Jerry West, which made him a good player, was his clutchness. He just had that sense, that timing. He just had some type of knack for knowing when to make the shot, when to make a pass, how to be there. He was like one of the first superstars of the modern-day basketball era. Well, he led into the modern-day era. So much respect to, you know, Scorpio Rising and Mr. Jerry West. So moving forward, out of the eighth sign in the eighth house, you know, we go into a little bit of picking up things. You know, I always say in the Zodiac, once you have that water, you have that fire to help pick things up, get out those emotions a little bit. But the, um, the next fire we got, and we're actually in Sagittarius season right now as I record this one, so this is going to be a good one to read. It's right on time, and this is the Sagittarius rising. And the Sagittarius rising, you know, mutable, up-and-down fire. It can be hot one day in the middle one day or down the next day. But Sagittarius always have a meaning and a reason and very philosophical, like in-the-book type of people. You know, these people... These people are, you know, they're very hot people. They're able to, like, it's almost like the Leo rising and the Aries rising. All the fire signs have that hot magnetic attraction off top. But the Sag rising, I would say, they'll be able to probably get quicker than the other rising signs because Jupiter rules Sag. And with Jupiter naturally in your rising sign, it makes this person, I can see, like, bubbly and popping to a degree, naturally optimistic. And, you know... It's going to make them very nitpicky, too, because with that, they have Virgo midheaven. So their environment and what they're seeing and stuff is like Virgo. How they work towards stuff is very Virgo. So even though they're optimistic, when it comes to, like, the work and career, they could be very pessimistic. I need it this way, this way, this way, you know. And um, it's a lot of mutable energy because if they have Virgo on the midheaven, this must mean they have Pisces in the fourth house. So when it comes to things they dream about or their home life can be dreamy or they might can't see benefits of certain things but you know with all that water and water in certain houses you know you could be going too deep on family in a way that doesn't need to happen but with the sad rising as far as basketballs I can see how the Virgo men having can make this player real in the routine in the rut in the day-to-day in the tenth house way as far as most people is just thinking about how to build a business, these people are really be thinking about how to tinker the little details that'll keep a business running in the forefront or 
how to how to fine tune and tinker my game to keep me running in the long run. I feel like a Sash Rising will be a player that can play a longevity of years compared to most players. I feel like these people have a longer prime. And with Jupiter there, and with Jupiter there, I feel like it makes them just more prone to luck in the first place. And let's see. Um, yeah, I mean, emotions, they're a fire sign, all fire rises. You know, you got that subconscious fire. So just got to make sure, even though these people may come off like they calm, cool, reserved, it's still sad. They have the fire to hit at any time. And then I'm saying these people have Libra in the 11th house. So with Libra in the 11th house, this will make a person probably real talkative around groups of friends but talkative in a way that is balanced and they might love it because there's a little bit of venus there too so a libra in the 11th house then that puts aquarius in the third house you know you got air and air you got all the air houses and air places and all the fireplaces and fireplaces but they kind of inverse so that makes aquarius go down to the third house and with aquarius down in the third house it's almost like these people have a unique way of handling friends or a unique situation with the environment. So, Sag Rising, I just want to say, they have a very lucky life, but because of the placements, they might go too deep on minute things, and Jupiter might expand that. And so, a great example of this is the NBA player I just thought about, and it came up, a Sag Rising NBA player is Mr. Steven Adams himself. Steven Adams, you know, from get-go looking at him, he has this soft, humble-looking personality. And when other players in the NBA describe him, it's like he's sneakily dirty or he sneakily throws the hardest fouls on the NBA. And it's like he gets away with it. And it doesn't like his personality kind of like it makes him seem like he's a cheerful, but yeah, we know he can get dirty type of person. That's what you get from the sad rises a little bit. You know, we see the optimistic there. But we know that these people might have the capacity to go too deep in a certain area, such as with Aqua and Third House. They might communicate to you in a weird way. And I feel like Stephen Adams already being from New Zealand. And I think he had his mom had like 11 or 12 kids. He probably already experienced his home life feeling like maybe a dream because who has 12 kids? Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just deep. Stephen Adams, I feel like he's always optimistic. He played with Westbrook. Um, a lot of people said they couldn't play with Westbrook, the Scorpio rising, or uh, Scorpio sun sign. So, you know, it's funny how a Sag rising can be optimistic and play that many years with um, Russell Westbrook. And he actually got traded to the New Orleans Pelicans. So, you know, shout out Stephen Adams, come to the Pellies. He got traded to the Pelicans. And um, I feel like he'll be that, bring that same optimism to our team. And I'm waiting to see how this will play out with team chemistry and team building and going deep in the playoffs with Zion. And, you know, I feel like stuff like this is good for, you know, the long run. He might be able to point out little minute details on our team that might need to be changed. So, you know, Sag Rising, I feel like they're very good for overall collective because they're here with that overall mutable energy with Jupiter on the rising. But they just want to make sure that they're not forgetting to be optimistic in their own affairs with the uh, Sag Rising. But, um, shout out to Stephen Adams, Sag Rising. All right, uh, the next rising sun, that was the nine. That was the ninth sign we joined, ninth house optimism philosophy, you know, good outlook on things. So now we're going to go to the tent, going to get a little murky here, you know, after that fire, you got to cool that fire off, you know, got to make a little pentacle out of that. 
So we come into to the tenth house, Capricorn house. You know the house of the devil, as they say, Capricorn. And when it comes to Capricorn rising, though, you know, not really the tenth house, but the Capricorn rising. It's Capricorn rising. When you first see these people, you think about that that goat energy, that organization. These people are good at organization. You know, for beginners, they have. We see we have they have Virgo in their ninth house. So all their philosophy for Cap Rising is really an earthbound ass way to see it. So they don't see philosophy in this abstract way. They see philosophy as something you have to probably work for or something you have to really try over time, which makes the Capricorn Rising extra good at organization because it doesn't have an abstract deal about fireplaces, you know? And, um... Yeah, these people here also, though, might have a false sense of security because they're always trying to work and, you know, work and do these type of things and create those for themselves as they have cancer in the seventh house. So with their relationships, they might sometimes go deep on certain people. And while they're going deep on certain people, I do be like, oh, I didn't even see it like that. Niggas sometimes get confused with them already seeing the world in an earthly Capricorn way or already coming off like that. You know, I can see how Capricorn, it'll make it like that. And uh, let's see, they have, okay, these people like long-term relationships, you know, Capricorn ruled by Saturn. So you got to these people are ruled by Saturn in time, so they probably know that appreciation of time, putting in that work, uh, working to get to the top of a mountain, this will make their mid-heaven, this will make this person's mid-heaven, I want to say if I'm not mistaken, which makes a person have a libertarian mid-heaven, so a libertarian mid-heaven, I can see how these people will need others in their career to succeed, these Capricorn people, and they will be good and merging with other people. Even though they come up as a cap rising, they'll be like, oh, you're about your business, but you being about your business is good for the collective, good for team building. I see these people will be real. I don't see these people changing because they already come off as grounded, practical, boom, I'm ruled by Saturn. That's like somebody like me with an Aries rising, a quick story. You know, I left my team in high school. I feel like I didn't give what I deserved. As an Aries rising, ruled by Mars, I took it upon myself and I quit my team subconsciously. And that's something I always kind of regret personally. You know, I might talk about that situation later on another spiritual um, shots episode. But for the sake of thinking about the rising signs and what planet rules each rising sign, me as an Aries rising, I'm ruled by Mars. This Capricorn rising is ruled by Saturn. So these people, I would say, will really stick it out into long terms, especially what happened at Libertarian Midheaven. And uh, they might get taken for granted a lot because a lot of these people don't come around every day, you know. And they have Leo in the 8th house. So they might be real open to talk about some taboo stuff. Or they might laugh at it, you know. So they're probably not scared of a cult and things like that. Or shamans and tarots. But uh, for basketball purposes, you know, we're going to keep it basketball and spiritual shots. So the basketball player that has Capricorn rising, he fits right into the description. My man, Reggie Miller. You know, it's Miller time. Reggie fucking Miller, the Capricorn Ascendant, Capricorn Rising. Fucking Reggie Miller, for one, he stayed with the Pacers his whole fucking career. What else did he play for? We don't know. We got iconic pictures of, 90, um, of Reggie in the 90s and the 2000s with the pinstripe for the Pacers. I'm talking about choking Jordan, going... And then you see Jordan as a cancer rising, and 
Reggie is a Capricorn rising. So right there, you're experiencing the squares of the rising sign if you want to break down the astrology of uh, Reggie Miller versus Michael Jordan, the tenseness and how Reggie Miller was probably tough enough ruled by Saturn already knowing that, man, all it takes is enough time, I can get the best of Jordan. The rest of y'all just tapping out. But me ruled by Saturn and I got the right people on my team, oh, we can do it. And based on basketball history, man, the Pacers came close a bunch of times to beating the Bulls. The Indiana Pacers came close to beating the Bulls a bunch of times. And I'm going to talk about this, too, on future episodes of Spiritual Shots when I break down the Last Dance documentary and how that's one of the best documentaries I've seen pertaining to basketball and astrology and how you can learn different things from team building and friendship building and how minute life is and how the big picture plays a role. But as far as this one... Capricorn rising, Mr. Reggie Miller, you know, especially these people could be taken for granted because I don't even think the Indiana Pacers had a, and Larry Bird was a coach too. It's like Larry Bird came and just like, I got to coach Reggie. You know, he had Larry Bird as his coach. So, you know, definitely taken for granted, man. I mean, Reggie Miller should be the head coach of the fucking Pacers now. Like, I don't think they franchise even got damn near as close to the finals in, in what, 2000? The year Kobe beat them in 2000, 2001. All my basketball historians out there. So the Pacers have been falling off for damn near. No lie, I don't know if people talk about it. 20 years, 2020, these people have been knocked off that hard to Reggie Miller. So I think we need to put some respect on that guy's name. You know, that's just my opinion. Basketball player. <laughs> so, um, all right. Going forward with the next rising sign, we have Aquarius rising. And now, you know, we're going from the 10th to the 11th, and that's the second to last side on the Zodiac. You know, the Aquarius, the star of the show, the humanitarian. You know, after all that hard work in Capricorn, Aquarius just going to kind of share some of the hard work and be a socialite, kind of have a one-on-one. That's what the 11 is. You know, how to be an individual with the other group of people, a one-on-one interaction with everyone. So... And then Aquarius is an air sign, of course. These people are fixed, stubborn. So Aquarius have a thought. It's hard for them to change because it's a fixed air sign, unless you can really make it make sense. And um, these people are very unique, you know. I just want to say, my sister has an Aquarius rising. So shout out to my sister, man. She played basketball. <laughs> she made some spiritual shots. You know? <laughs> but yeah, my sister got this. But look, these people have Sagittarius in the 11th house. You know, so with Sagittarius right on the 11th house, they got meanings and reasoning to be extra Aquarian in the Aquarian house. You feel me? So these people look real expressive in a unique way. Or when it comes to, like, the social, they really have a passion behind it and know what's right for people. I can see these Aquarius um, risers uh, be rebellious off top with ruled by Uranus, you know. And... Yeah, they're here to shake up the world, basically, man. I mean, Aquarius rising, you don't see these people. Like, my sister's always on some other shit. Very progressive way of thinking with that Sag and 11th. I like that. Very progressive way of thinking. Um, they have Cancer in the 6th house. So, a Cancer in the 6th house, these people are probably really go deep on their routine. And it probably makes them feel home or homey or comfortable when they have the sixth house close to them like that. These people, you know, really are good with probably mantras and things like that or something. It's adding a little bit of water to that sixth house. So your day-to-day routine should be more 
gravitated to being a little bit more emotional. It's hard. My day-to-day routine is in this right house. I'm just dry there, you know? Uh, yeah, they got a Scorpio in the 10th house, Scorpio mid-heaven, you know? So with the Scorpio, with that Scorpio rising, these people are fixated on the career climb building. These people might know how to merge with the right people in the organization to get to the top. In, and based on the unique way of speaking, I can see how this can drive a person. And if they have that Scorpio up top there, it must mean they have Taurus in the fourth house. So with Taurus in that fourth house in the IC, you can also see how these people look at home life and stability or family traditions sextile to the original house of it. So it's not that bad to have tourists there. These people just got to probably work on not having so many held down views of old traditions and probably know how to move forward. But these placements are pretty good. They have Leo in the seventh house. So, you know, this is pride of friends and pride of relationships and fiery behind them. Yeah, very passionate with others. Probably see relationships as a way of having fun, like a relationship is a way of expressing yourself. Relationship is a way of drama and dramatics on that stage. And um, these people are kind of hit or miss, Aquarius rising, as you can see, because they have a lot of things in a lot of crazy places that deals with them, such as Scorpio Midheaven. You can only be as obsessed as you want or Having a career in the occult may be the best thing, or having some, you know, scorpionic as career or something that you have to dive deep and investigate because the shadow that nobody can see might be calling this person. And knowing that, you know, for basketball purposes, these could be the players that call on to weird reasons to why they're good. And you'd be like, how do you get that good? And this person might be like, I don't know, man. I did this weird chant something happened, and that's just Scorpio on the 10th house. It's like your whole career would be dark. Now, this person could reach a level and do all this crazy stuff and get somewhere and be like, damn, everybody be like, damn, how the fuck did you get here? If I would have done that, my life wouldn't have went that direction, but you're bringing that Scorpio into the 10th house. These people are bringing a lot of mysterious, shadow, occult, psychic ability to their career. So I'm setting this up just to let you know that the Aquarius rising I want you guys to really take this one in. It's going to be a good one. The Aquarius rising here on spiritual sites is no other than the Zen master himself, the coach of Kobe, and the coach of Michael Jordan, Phil Jackson. Phil fucking Jackson, man. Six rings. I think he got six. Phil Jackson, though, man. Seven rings. Who knows? Phil Jackson, one of the greatest coaches of all time, the Zen master. He is an Aquarius rising. He is the epiphany of Scorpio in the 10th house all throughout his practices. If you guys read about Phil Jackson, what he's about in his books and, you know, what he does at practices with certain players and things, he sets, he sits his players down in practices in the dark sometimes in a circle and like a, um, an Indian tribe and they share stories and stuff. Nothing to do with basketball. And that's why I'm here on Spiritual Shots. I know there's a lot of people who know how to tap into some things to get the most out of basketball energy, basketball chi. Some people call it basketball demons, basketball guides, you know, I'm in beast mode. Whatever you want to call it, there's ways to reach these levels. And somebody like Phil Jackson, 
as the rest of us may be mistaken about it or we may have to tap into it, still has a direct lineage into this occult knowledge by having the Scorpio rising. You know, this is his path. So by him going with his path and naturally selection to bring these into his workplace and organization, and, and yet it's a fixed sign that this is a fixed cross all the way around with Aquarius, Taurus, Leo, and Scorpio. Bill just can't really change his mind about it. This is how he coaches who he is. And shout out to the Lakers for believing in him. Shout out to the Bulls for believing in him. Because I hear some coaches passed up on Phil and these crazy techniques. And, hey, who knows? These techniques probably produce two of the greatest basketball players ever. We give so much credit to the Michaels and the Kobe's. What about Phil? Was it his coaching sections that brought out that Michael Jordan that we know? You know, brought out that black Jesus out of him. It brought out that black mama out the other. So, you know, just to redress on um, Aqua Rising and Phil, this is a very mystic, very quirky, very different, unique view on life. So if you have Aqua Rising, you know somebody, pay attention because these people right here, man, very strong in the Zodiac. Only downfall, I would say, you know, try not to act like you know it all. Try not to be too cold as that rebellious energy from Uranus to have these people switching up or trying to do a lot of shit just because. But in a nutshell, this is a very almost an ingenuous sign. I love it. Especially for the developments of basketball that it has shown. And last but not least, at 444, a good time and we're going to finish up this episode one of the spiritual shots on the last rising sun. And we went all the way from Aries, the first sign, Taurus, Gemini, you know, all the way through Scorpio, Sag, you know, Capricorn. Now we ended up at the 12th sign. And, you know, when I do 12, I want to let you know 12 is nothing but 3. And we're going back into knowing that this is a 3D world and the sum of two things equal one. So talk about the 3 energy. We talk about the 12th sign, the 12th house of spirituality, endings, you know. Kind of like Scorpio, mysterious here, but it's more clarity because it's the end of the zodiac, and right behind it, we have Aries starting up. So it's almost like how you can see a circle is in some nation of a 360. So, you know, not to lose you guys, but, you know, here, the last sign is Pisces rising sign, you know, and these people are, you know, they're a very fun type of atmosphere. These people almost look like they're in the dream world. These people, you know, they just have to find a niche in life. But um, these people, um, they're very dreamy. They come off very bubbly. They, they feel the environment more than most signs I know personally. Uh, Pisces rise. I know a couple of them. These Pisces rising, man, they they very intuitive. They know what's going on, um, you know. But these people do have a very penetrable aura. These people could get used a lot through a lot of psychic things and a lot of people, you know, playing with the environment to control them because sometimes the environment is very overwhelming. You know, this is ruled by Neptune and the dreamland and the fishes. So Pisces, you know, I just want to say this sign could be quick to be sold to dreams. They need to watch out for that and always make sure they're, you know, trying to live a life that's fulfilling to them because this deals with a beautiful cross. And by that, I mean a beautiful all the way around the board with a beautiful there. You know, that would make that a a Gemini midheaven, and then a, a Virgo, and then a, um, a, a, a Sagittarius midheaven, my fault, and then a Gemini uh, south, Gemini south, Sagittarius midheaven. 
So with a Sagittarius mid-heaven, these people have a very good outlook in life and very empathetic. But on the flip side of that, they can vibe lower and have too much talking at the home life. So the Pisces rising basically have to look for a lot of ups and downs in life because it might feel like the environment is good now, but when you hop into the next environment, you're really dealing with mutable causes all the way around the board. So, you know, these people... These people very, very, if you're playing basketball and you're a Pisces rider, I'm about to say you will always make sure you check your environment. You check yourself in the environment with music and mantras and control that because these people have, like I say, Gemini in the fourth house. They have a Sagittarius um, midheaven. And then they have, they would have Virgo right, right, right in the seventh, right around the seventh. So these people with relationships might be uh, a little nitpicky or it might go too deep. You know, so and these people may be quiet with Taurus in that third house a little bit, you know, so the communication that needs to be there is what a Taurus is. They might have traditional values there. And um, yeah, man, these people, I would say, like I say, with the penetratable aura, don't be a puppet for other people. Don't let people leave you, uh, you know. Yeah, don't let people leave you. They got Libra. They got Libra in the eighth house, you know. So a Libra in the eighth house, they got good balance on the cult nature. They can probably see how they can talk about it. So they got a, an expressive sign. They have the the air signs in the water houses here will make things more talkative than they need to be at the wrong time about certain issues. So Pisces risings, you know. But unless the thing about it, though, Pisces rising know what they're talking about. So if they get messed up, they know it's on the environment and not them and not their soul. So it's a very tricky sign. And the best way to describe that phenomenon is no other than, you know, Michael Jackson himself. This guy was a, a Pisces rising. He had a lot of gut feelings about a lot of things in his life, dealing with record deals and people of different calibers trying to hurt him and stuff. But... Yeah, I couldn't find a basketball player with Pisces rising, but Michael Jackson, you know, definitely got used by his family a lot. His family talked a lot of things, and, you know, sometimes it can be tough with Pisces rising, but all in all, you know, spiritual shots, we learn about ourselves, and we vibe high. Pisces rising, if you have that, know that your intuition is strong, you know, you do have, you do have Aquarius in that 12th house, so your spirituality already is starting off on your subconscious and the Aquarius view of it would make you have a very unique experience in spirituality as if you might have a friend that's into it or you may just see it in a quirky way and talk about it. Like I said, you do have the air signs in the water places and spiritual houses. So these people might be talking about certain experiences that other people might not talk about but Pisces rise and listen to them. These are the soul's that's in the subconscious speaking through us all. Go back and listen to some of Michael Jackson's songs. Very eerie and very timeless. You know, Pisces are timeless people. So with that being said, man, know yourself in spiritual shots. Pisces rising and end it off. You guys are very spiritual off top. Check out some of Michael Jackson's songs and know what I'm saying. You know, stars don't lie. None of this don't lie. If y'all like this episode, share it. Basketball players, learn your rising sign. Talk to me more. Share it. Talk to me. Hit me up. Leave comments. Let me know what other things you
you want to hear about basketball, spirituality, we're going to tie it all in, you know, five high. It's Sagittarius season right now, so I'm trying to add more reasoning to my spiritual fire. And um, thinking about a Michael Jackson song, man, you're not alone. We're not alone. Spirits are here. The stars are here. Humans are here, you know. So let's just get to know about it all. Teamwork made the dream work, as we know, in basketball and astrology. It's not one person by itself. It's, it's, it's 12 people on the team. It's 12 signs on the Zodiac. So I'll see you guys later, man. Enjoy.